Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show, fresh off a honeymoon in the lovely Dominican Republic. I am the married coach, James Lewis, your host, back again after missing some time, but... You're looking tan, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like- as dark as me. And uh, skin like this, we get a little red, and we get right <laughs> back to white. Yeah, the, the people working there were like, "Oh, you're gonna be, uh, you're gonna look like this." But I know you don't know how this works. We burn, and then we get back to white around here. <laughs> and you heard the voice, um, as always, someone who looks at things through a different lens. The divergent Brad Kilgore. What up, Brad? Wow, I like that. That should be. I should get an NBA reference page and have the divergent as one of my nicknames. Yeah, I try to match up how many nicknames there is for Charles Barkley. I think I counted like 33, <laughs> however much rebounds he averaged in his career. And special guest, we welcome in a man who's been running the sideline and the baseline of Capital One Arena. He's looking forward to his 15th year as Wizards team attendant, the head varsity basketball coach at Northwest High School in Montgomery County. He runs a basketball summer camp. He gets guys like... Otto Porter Jr., Kyle O'Quinn, Jake Funk, to name a few. Dave Hapla, if you don't know who he is, please Google it. One of the greatest shooters to ever uh, hold a basketball. He's a men's league champion supreme. My former Towson University classmate, my man, Coach Chase Ryder. What's up? What's going on, guys? I appreciate you having me on. That, that intro was serious, man. I was like, man, this is a real thing you guys got going on here. I forgot to mention this man has a bagel named after him. Is this true? <laughs> oh, wow. Now we got to know about this. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. That's a true story. It's called uh, the Coach Ryder at Izzy's Bagels. <laughs> wow. Shout out Izzy's Bagels in Delhi. <laughs> That's big time right there. That is big no, time. No free plugs, though. We, I might have to bleep out Izzy's Bagels. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shout out. They're going to give my guy a, 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 a sandwich named after him. They deserve <laughs> That's true. They That's deserve true. a small plug. <laughs> Uh, you can find him at three points G twenty on Twitter. All right, so end of the summer, uh, summer league has ended. The Sacramento's be- uh, Sacramento Kings they get their first championship uh, maybe of all time. Yeah, it's a summer league <laughs> one. They defeat the Boston Celtics. Um, we want to talk about some standout players because if you're a basketball enthusiast like us, we watch the details. We take a look at the box scores, even if we don't see all the games. We're trying to see. Who's going to be the next rising star? And a lot of times the players that do exceptional in the summer league, it translates right into the season. So who are some guys that you've seen? And we'll kind of go around the horn, maybe a player or two, see, you know, bounce around our thoughts. Brad, who's one player let's, in particular that stood out? Let's start with Chase because I don't want to ramble. Okay, Chase, who's <laughs> a guy that, that you saw out there that um, piqued your interest? So, I mean, I'm not going to go with a rookie rookie, but someone who I saw that, I think it's going to get a lot of run this year uh, is Malachi Flynn with the Raptors. Uh, now that Kyle Lowry's gone, he was playing a lot last year uh, with Lowry yeah. being out of injuries and Van Vliet being hurt a little bit. And he was, he was, he was getting, he was getting in producing. Um, and he did his thing at summer league, uh, watched a couple of games. And uh, like I said, 
Raptors are kind of in that stage right now. Like they could be rebuilding, but they're trying to probably go for that eighth, eighth, ninth, maybe playing spot. So uh, I think Malachi Flynn is going to get a lot of run and he could put up a lot of stats because like I said, with Lowry gone, someone, someone's got to put the ball in the hole. Absolutely. He impressed me as well. And I, I picked him up a couple short stints at, towards the end of the season as I had Kyle Lowry on my fantasy team. And when Kyle Lowry wasn't playing, he was a good plug-in. He he, get, he fills up the stat sheet. He even gets some steals and some blocks in there. Um, and maybe he's part of the reason why they, they went to Scotty Barnes, who was also impressive out there, even though statistically he's not something that – he's not someone that, like, overwhelms you with uh, filling – the whole stat sheet's up, but you can see his effect on winning. And I, I thought he impressed um, not quite as much as uh, the guy they passed up on and Jalen Suggs, who might have been the most standout uh, rookie performer that, that I saw out there. Brad, who's who's the guy that caught your eye? Man, you know what? I I kind of wanted to look at teams as a to- as a as a you know kind of in total. And I could obviously go with the Rockets. Um, I think they had three great prospects that all really showed out, you know, especially, you know, Jalen Green. He was just a smooth, smooth scorer. And then um, Alperin Shangun, you know, he was he was my number four overall on the entire board in the draft this year. And he went out and showed why he's a Turkish League MVP at 18 years old. He looks, you know, completely poised and he looks like he's not, He's moving well. He's not worried about, you know, differences in size and musculature. Like he's in there banging with guys and he looked really great. I the Rockets are my like sleeper tick to make uh sleeper pick to make the eighth seed this year. Um I really think they've done a great job rebuilding with young people. Um, but my pick is gonna be Cam Thomas, man. Uh off of Brooklyn. He led Wait, the before league. before we get to uh, uh to Cam Thomas, you said three standout rookies for Houston. They had four first round picks. So, are you leaving? Yeah. Are you leaving one of those guys out? Because I had one player on my disappointments that uh who's who's your disappointment? It's it's Garuba. Yeah, I don't see I don't see why Garuba is like it was he why he was rated so high. Like yeah, he's got a high motor in defense, but offensively Traits. he he's just he's just out there. Honestly, I. I just I just see so much more upside with players that a player that you just named that they could use with that pick. Uh, Josh Christ, Christopher showed some signs of some isolation he moves. He looks good. He he was my I mean, third that I didn't. He think he's funny. He reminds me of Dylan Brooks as far as like he thinks he's yeah. like the best player on the court all the time. And you know he got some run with uh, Jalen Green, their their former AU uh, teammates, and you saw that that chemistry and. They were definitely probably the most exciting team out there when you throw all those first round picks. But Shangun was second in the summer league in rebounds per game, so he was very. And you impressive. have to like I like that 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 mindset because you have to think you're the best player out there. Because if you're playing passive, then we might not know his name. You know, we he might be you know passing the Suggs and Shangun all day, and and then we're not talking about him. But he showed out. But uh, Cam Thomas on on Brooklyn, like I, I thought he did an incredible job. He pretty much showed exactly what he showed in college he's going to score and nothing else but on a team like Brooklyn like that's really all they need you know they lost Karis LeVert and he's going to provide what 50 60 percent of that scoring output as a rookie I, I just think that's an incredible move by them not to be complacent they went and got Australian national legend Patty Mills to bolster their backcourt like I, I think they got a Huge good thing move. going yeah that it's pretty much the Lakers and the Nets to me and I, I think the Nets have shown the best job of not being complacent in the East. And it's why they're the favorite. Uh, Chase, what's your take on Cam Thomas? 
Yeah, I mean, I saw I was watching uh, him hit that game winner against the Wizards in that right. in that game. Yeah, and uh, it was, was a floater like, three pointer. It was such a difficult shot. I actually loved what they did this year summer league where they had like yeah. that ending part and in, in summer mm-hmm. death. They made it mm-hmm. a lot exciting, but um, yeah, I mean, he he he's. I just don't know how much he's gonna play, you know, on that team right now. I mean, like you said, ah. he on the re- like not summer league, but you know, when we get to the season, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he gonna? Is he gonna get run? I mean, like I said, they just got okay. Patty. I mean, where is he really fit? Who is he gonna back up? And then, like, that's because, interesting. I don't know because this year is really. I mean, they got a lot of pressure. Brooklyn. Are they really gonna trust a rookie? I went well. I will say, um, with the injury history of the Nets, and we saw that last year that they were they were banged up. Kyrie hasn't played in an eighty-two game season probably his entire career. Um, you could plug him in on the nights that one of your stars maybe That's, goes down. And I, you know, I could see him finding a role. He might have some coach DMPs, but in some games, some, some other cases, I could see him, you know, playing some heavy minutes. So my take was that like, he was going to be, you know, the Jordan Clarkson role, like the just spark plug. You have no job except for to score and not get embarrassed on defense. And that's what I kind of expected from him. And in that role, I'm expecting like, you know, 25 to 30 minutes. Well, all right, 25, 25 minutes a night, I think is a good average I'm expecting from him. But, you know, to your point, like there is a legitimate chance that he just doesn't get any run and they have like a tight, you know, six, seven, eight man rotation the entire league, but the entire season, I mean, but I I can absolutely, you know, see him carving out that Karis LeVert role, which they traded away when they, when they put their big three together, like I, I think he he's got a legitimate chance to get some burn. So that's I, de- I, I definitely don't see him in no Patty Mills lineups together. I think that is just horrific de- defensively. And um, Patty, you kind of want the ball in, in his hands. I think Patty will play better with with Kai and James as well. Um, oh, you, you got Patty Mills starting? No, but I I I, I have him playing heavy minutes. Uh, with yeah, those, yeah. those two guards um, coming in, no, but I think he'll be the, the sixth man. But like, but I see Cam Thomas playing good with some of these like passing bigs. Uh, where do you, where do you say where Blake do you, Griffin? If you had to guess, just over under on his minutes, what do you think, Chase, and what do you think, Coach? I would say eighteen and a half. I would say <laughs> it's funny. My, also, my first thought was eighteen. <laughs> so yeah, also, I got, I'm with Chase in that. Find, uh, uh, Carter from Phoenix, uh, Javon Carter. Yeah, they Javon they Carter. Him. So, yeah, he, he's I, so I, do you see? Do you see Javon Carter getting more minutes than than uh, Cam Thomas? Right now, I, yeah. I think him, he's okay. going to play more meaningful minutes, but I don't know if at the end of the year it'll be a minutes per game he played more, just based on if Star goes now. I could see Cam Thomas having certain games where he plays a lot of heavy minutes. We saw Tyrese Maxey play some games where he played. You know, 35, 40 minutes, and then other yeah. games he didn't play much. Um, he was okay. impressive in the summer league. Like John Carter was a beast, man. He's completely changed his, his game from like what he was at West Virginia. Yeah, and he still has that defense. Now, a guy that stuck out to me and somebody that I I love this pick on draft night, that's Trey Murphy the third out of Virginia. He goes to the he goes to the Pelicans with Zion. It's it's all about who can fit with Zion Williamson. And what, what impressed me with Trey Murphy is not only was his defense, but he put someone on a poster. Um, his shooting stroke just looks smooth. He looks ready to play right now. One of the most impressive games that I saw from him is he only had seven points, but he had seven rebounds and seven assists. He never had a game where he had more than four assists in college. 
so his ability to like add to his game and play make a little bit alongside Zion, I think he's going to be a, a seamless fit. And I think he's going to get heavy minutes as a rookie. And I, I look for him to be on one of those first or second all rookie teams this year. I mean, six nine shooting forty three percent from three, like that dude is. He's he's a a dream NBA prototype. Really. Yeah, fifty, forty, ninety in college. Yeah. One of yeah. I think like two other players that did that. Um, do you guys have anybody else on your list? What I about think P- covered a lot of them? Well, what, Davion Mitchell looked incredible. Yeah, and I would, that, that's what I was going to piggyback. Uh, Peyton Pritchard was one of the most impressive <laughs> players in summer league. He had a ninety-two point performance in the Portland Pro Am. And so go ahead, Chase. What did what did Davion Mitchell do? So here's my thing on him. So it's funny, like every summer league, you have the rookies who are rising sophomores who who kill it, like kill summer league. I mean, a couple of years ago with the Wizards, more than a couple of years ago now, probably six seven years ago, Glenn Rice Jr. Yeah, yeah, summer, that's true. The summer league MVP. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, we know what happened there, but so yeah, Peyton Pritchard's killing, and then. You know, he scores 92 at the Pro-Am. Then he had like a 60-point triple-double yeah. in, this di- in this different Pro-Am. And then I'm watching the finals, and Davion Mitchell like was just all up in his grill, locked him up. So I'm like, all right, yeah. let, let's calm down with the Peyton Pritchard shit. You're right I think about that. They, they nickname um, Davion Mitchell off-night for a reason. Everyone he matches up with has an off-night, and he put James Booknight on shackles. And this is what – concerned me about James Booknight coming into the draft because Daryl Marcel did that to him from Maryland in the NCAA tournament. Shooter, man. I'm not big on Booknight. He like he doesn't understand when it's not his like moment just to get the ball out of your hands, <laughs> get come off a screen or something. He'll he's the type of kid that all he sees is I want to go to the hoop even if there's a strong defender in front of him. Like it's a bad look for you, buddy. Just pass he's, the ball he's and try to <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens with him um but I'm a, I have a look. I have some questions on on Book Knight, even though he looks good in the workouts, and that's why he was rising because he was just unbelievable in work. But when you put a man in front of him, it's hard for him to go get his. Uh, now that we we kind of we kind of talked about the Wizards a little bit. I kind of want to bring up somebody who disappointed me. Go ahead. We're this is this is uh, uh, disappointments. This is shout out. So go ahead. Okay. All right. So Corey Kispert, man. I um. So when the Wizards had their pick at 15, I was kind of hoping either Corey Kispert or Trey Murphy. And when they drafted Kispert, I was like, yeah, that's probably the better the better pick. He's he's shown what he can do, you know, against top flight talent. He's just got a pure jumper. He's a pure scorer. He's going to develop like all that stuff. He he fits well. He was really passive to me. I wasn't I wasn't super impressed over summer. I'm not going to judge him off of, you know, a few games with a bunch of people who aren't even going to be on the the Wizards roster come season time, but I don't know. I, I I was expecting more of a you know shooting ten threes a game type performance from him. In our Wizards insider, what's your take on Corey Kispert, Isaiah Todd, our two um, draft picks that we got? Chase. I mean, I, I do agree with you. He was definitely passive. It just didn't look comfortable. He he looked like a rookie in summer league. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I mean, the games that I watched, he knows how to play. You know, he yeah. makes the extra pass. Everyone's going crazy about how much, how of a great of a cutter he is, which I saw. I mean, like I said, he is a four-year college basketball player. He knows the game. And I think some Wizards fans were kind of disappointed that he wasn't backing up threes and, and scoring 18, 18 to 20 points in summer league. But, again, like you said, it's hard to have a week of practice with, again, yeah. 90 
nine percent of those guys are not going to be on the team and to get in a rhythm i think he's kind of a rhythm player so you know he was shooting a lot of threes and just wasn't hitting them and then after i think like the third or fourth one he just stopped shooting where the lat the there was one game he had 18 he started off pretty consistent pretty hot and he did yeah. five and said it's every like when we drafted him i think everyone just like the average fan just saw the highlights, saw what he looked like, and, and they were like, oh, we got our Joe Harris. It's like, yeah, yeah. Let, let's calm That's down. Not, and yeah. Joe, Joe Harris, it took him a while in the NBA to, to even play. People Dance. don't know that Joe Harris started out in Cleveland when LeBron yep. was still That's there, right. maybe like on some 10 days or stuff, and just he was just chilling on the bench. So and, it took Joe Harris a while. And he came in, and he came in league ready too. He had played – he was polished player coming out of Virginia, kind of almost the same type of player where he won a player of the year in his conference, and he's lights-out shooter, but then he couldn't find his way in the court. And I see that with Corey Kispert this year. I don't see him getting in the rotation with the Wizards lineup. Well, I, I think he'll be in the rotation, but I, like to your point, Chase, like I – we don't know. It's it, he's not like on the roster bubble or something. Like we know he's going to be on the team, so he could have had like you know direct orders. Like we know you can shoot. This is to look at our other guys. We want you to work on other things. Like he could have. He could specifically not be showcasing his shooting, you know, just to work on his other things like cutting and just getting the feel of the game, like you mentioned. And the way the you know Rui is kind of just developed over time. I, I'm. I'm kind of optimistic on what the Wizards can do with their high draft picks because if he's anything like Rui, if he if he can take that kind of exponential growth, we we've got we've got quite the talent on our hands because Corey Kispert he's got he's got all the tools. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with Rui this year. Um, there was no challenge at his position jump. last year. He was the third option easily. Now you you bring in Kuz who plays kind of well, that 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 same position like. Will this affect his will this affect his confidence? And last year, I like yeah, you got you saw him get a little bit better, but he didn't get get you you expected a little bit of a bigger jump knowing his opportunity that he had. With Rui, his numbers skyrocketed when Russ or Brad Beal were out. So his thing is like if he can be the second banana, he was easily giving you like twenty five and eight. Like he was and he was confident and he was taking all the. All the shots that you want him to take, he wasn't passing anything up. So it, you mentioned Kuzma. Like, I don't think he's going to take a backseat to Kuzma. I think they can both eat. Like, I, I don't see it. I don't see a world in where, like, Kuzma's averaging, you know, 20 shots a game and Rui is the third banana. Like, I, I think, I think Rui is going to take an even bigger jump this year because he's going to be expected to score. So think, just Chase? so just for at home before Chase chimes in, Rui averaged thirteen point five as a rookie. This past year, his sophomore year, he was thirteen point eight. His rebounds went down. His assists went down. Like so, it, his field goal percentage went up a little bit. Um, but you so, want to look at what he was doing without one of the superstars? Like that's the like that's what when you saw prime like Rui potential. And um, yeah, the jury's still out. Um, and he started every game yeah. of his NBA career. So Chase, what's your take mm-hmm. on Rui? And um, what do you what do you see him kind of with this lineup? I mean, not only that, you have um, Denny Avia, you have Bertans, you have a lot more um, of a stack. I guess stacked roster. I mean, we were very very depleted once it comes came to the bench, even our starters last year. So, right. Uh, I like Rui a lot. I think he's he's progressed year after year. I think one thing is that he just needs to be more aggressive. Um, and those times where he was scoring, I think maybe he had like 
back to back to back 20 point games, eight yep. rebound games, he was aggressive. He was like, all right, like if, if whether it was Brad that was out or Russell was out, he knew that he had to, you know, contribute more. So if, for him, I think that's what it is. I think he could, you know, maybe get up to like 17, 18 this year, points per game. Yeah. I um, think so. Like I said, he's just got to be more aggressive. His mid range is fine. He's got to improve his three. But like I said, sometimes he's he's a little passive and he's he doesn't have that anger. Like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk on someone. And you saw in the Olympics, ah, yeah, over uh, was a Pau Gasol was a marker or Pau. Yep, I think it was Pau. I think it was Pau too. Like yeah. that's and you know all the Wizards fans are like, here we go. It's like he's got to do that. You know, we're not asking him to do that 48 minutes a game, but more consistent than he you know, has been doing. And not to give him too many excuses, but last year was a tough year with COVID and then pink eye right away. Like he had to battle yeah. himself in in back into game shape and kind of figure out how to play with a Russell Westbrook, which takes an adjustment from anybody. But I think the Russell and, and Rui relationship uh, was a good one for Rui. I think that he helped empower him. I saw him talking to Rui a little bit more than some of the other players. And uh, to Chase's point, I think this Olympic – experience is going to help them um to pivot on because we have spent time on the summer league and the young guys but we love the young guys uh just a shout out uh atlanta they just it seems like they just keep hitting on their draft picks they get uh sharif cooper in the second round and he was just dazzling he looks like a baby cp3 i'm not comparing him like i know that's his like protege um but it, like they look like they have a solid um point guard to back up Trey Young, no. Josh Johnson looked very impressive, which makes some of those wings a little bit more expendable. We'll see what um, Atlanta many, does with all these players. How many minutes do you think Sharif Cooper is going to get? I see that. I mean, that's a tough uh, – they did get Dylan Wright too. So that's I don't know how pick. much he's going to play. I think they, – didn't they get um, um, Dylan Wright? I didn't yeah, understand so. that pick because it's like – like I, I see him getting more or less minutes than Cam Thomas is going to get. Like, I, I, I don't see him yeah. playing a lot of I don't see them drafting for fit because they're so young. I think they're just drafting the best player available, and that was the case with Josh Johnson, and that ended up look like that was a hit too. It's like yeah. uh, they're just loaded with young talent, and they're one of the most exciting young teams in our NBA. That's tough. That's tough because they're a playoff team now. So it's like they need to start, like, deciding what their team is going to look like and who's their core. So that's why I don't really understand not drafting for fit when the best player available is going to sit behind your best player for, you know, 40, 30 minutes a game. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's, to me, he's a first round talent and he went, Absolutely. you know, you know, mid second round. So I, th- I think yeah. I wasn't, I, mad. I think he's definitely the best point guard prospect um, at that point. I agree. Uh, disappointments just, uh, I guess, before we, we pivot, Cole Anthony, the guy that I'm really high on, I know Brad is as well. He did not look well. Um, next to Jalen Suggs, looked like the true alpha on that team, which, you know, Cole Anthony has that bravado. I don't know if it was just a fit thing, um, but he was struggling with his shooting, and uh, I think he was a little bit in his head. Um, what do you guys think about how Cole Anthony fits with the trajectory of Orlando Magic? And you think it was it, it was just a, a, a tough shooting run in the summer league? Chase? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, like, some guys, like, like again, Cole Anthony knows he's – I mean, it's weird. Like the Orlando Magic are kind of weird right now. They were playing Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton in the backcourt, and I think everybody thought that they were – that they there was no way they were going to get Jalen Suggs. Everybody thought he was going to go fourth to Toronto. Now they get Jalen Suggs, it's like, all right, now we just added a big-time point guard in kind of our quote-unquote core of, 
you know, Hampton and Cole. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's hard to, I don't know, like I said, it's really hard to judge Summer League because some guys, again, some guys really want to be there to, to hoop. Some guys just are there because, you know, the team said, like, hey, Cole, you got to be there. And he's like, I mean, who knows? Mentally, who knows? I mean, he, again, he's in Vegas, so maybe he's just like, you know, <laughs> this. I'm just going to have fun in Vegas. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, might be a, probably going to be a starter, so I don't need yeah. to show that. Chase is blaming it on Vegas. <laughs> Bad performances because we're in Vegas. Hey, shout out to the NBA. This was a huge win. Um, all 30 first-round picks participated in the Summer League um, just two years ago in 2019. Only 19 of the 30 picks uh, played. They were thinking that the talent had started going down and it wasn't as appealing. But I think this year's Summer League was a huge win for the NBA and the NBA going forward. Let me just All like right. I say one thing about yeah. Summer League before we move on. My favorite thing about Summer League was the Portland Trailblazers, man. They had all these old <laughs> teams. Beasley, yeah. Kenneth Reed, Moody A. Yeah. Uh, I think my guy Jordan Crawford was supposed to go, but I heard I don't think he went. Yeah, but, uh, I don't think he went. Yeah, I, I just love seeing those like you know guys who have been in the league ten plus years trying to just get a job and, and you know are willing to play summer league. That was very cool, and, and Chauncey Billups looked real hands on. I'm excited to see him as a head coach because uh, he was all around that that summer league team, and you can see the the buzz in the building. Hopefully, that's a, a positive for Portland. Man, Portland did. Portland had a horrible off season. They had, <laughs> they had Dame awful. <laughs> They had Dame talking about how they they needed help if he's going to stay, and then they added Cody Zeller and put Beasley and Kenneth Freed in their summer league. Like I, I don't know, man. He's I think he's gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Greg That's- Greg Brown, who may have the dunk of the summer league in between, like, that's all he does. Greg Brown is not a good hooper, and it seems like Portland uh, found another one. They they have not been hitting in the draft. And Zach Collins would look like one of their best, better draft picks. He goes to uh, San Antonio after some injury riddle season. So yeah, it's it's pretty meek there uh, in Portland. And um, well, what would you, you guys know, think of uh, while we're still talking about it? What would you guys think of Cade? Beautiful. He's lovely. I I would say that because you know I'm the I'm the the Cade lo- lover. I I would like them when they when he was playing with Killian Hayes for the ball to be in his hands a little bit more. They were they were letting Killian kind of play make, and then when Cade had the ball in his hands, the offense just ran more beautifully. And I think that that's something that eventually he'll get the keys, sort of like Luca in in Dallas. It took him a little time. They wanted to see if him and Dennis Smith um, Jr. were going to work together. And I think that that's kind of going to happen here in, in Detroit. And eventually, Cade is going to get the keys. And the game that Killian didn't ha- didn't play, he hit seven threes. I love. I Cade. saw. I saw Chase's uh, shoulder shrug. That's what I want to hear. Oh, oh, about what? When did I, when did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I said. I said. What do you think about Cade's performance? And I. I saw. Oh. I mean, fine. Like I said, like I, I think he's going to put up stats because, like again. Number one pick, you're going to Detroit, who's god awful. Someone like again, someone's got to put someone's got to put points up. So uh-huh. it, it kind of reminds me of, like it's funny because like it's the first like couple. If you're on a really bad team, like the for your first couple years, and you put up stats, like that means shit. It means nothing. Like I remember like right. one of my guys, I love Al Horton. Al Thornton, he played with uh, Wizards oh, for wow. a little bit. Yep, he was. I've in heard those that name years, in a while. In those years when they drafted him, and 
there was no one on the Clippers. I'm talking about no one. And he was averaging like 18, 19 points a game, killing it. And then, like, he, you know, he comes here to, with Washington, he plays maybe two or three more years, and it's, it's done. So, like, I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Cade, but I'm saying, like, he's going to put up stats. He's, he could average 20 points on that team, but it's going to be interesting to see if he shoots the ball well. I mean, he could have an awful field goal percentage. Um, but it just it, like they're that that team, like again, I'm not Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy see, Jeremy Grant's a great player, yeah. right? But he went from averaging, I mean, he I, I had him in fantasy, so I love Jeremy Grant. I love that yeah. person, right? <laughs> man. Like, and that's the crazy thing about the NBA. A lot of people can go average 20 points a game on a team, but like, yeah, it, I agree. Jeremy Grant's not averaging 20 points on a lot of teams in the league just because, again, someone's got to put the ball in the hole. Yeah, Coach Kevin Coleman points out, like, I don't know if Kevin Porter Jr. is a good NBA player or he was just a guy getting good stats on a no, bad team. he's good. No, we'll no, see no, that no. Kevin Porter is good. The test of time, we'll see. Um, and, you know, I love his talent, but we we, we will see if uh, his, what, 16-6-6 six, and six will – Will translate a, going forward. He almost had a fifty ball last year. He did have a fifty ball. Yeah, or, yeah, he did have one. Yeah, like that dude, just a pure score, fluid. He actually makes passes. He's active. He goes and gets boards. I don't know if he's like a, a, an all NBA talent, but I, he's doing the same thing on multiple teams. Hey, well, the distribution and him being able to be a playmaker and getting those assists up was huge growth in his game because he was just known as an isolation scorer. So we'll see yeah. what that what happens with that. I, I know Houston Rockets will be one of number one, two, three, four teams in our NBA league pass of teams we want to watch every night because Jalen Green is just one of the most exciting young players that I've seen in a long time. Um, going from some of these young guys to a vet, a vet that earned a super max contract four years. 196 million um let's let's have our thoughts on joel the 76ers trajectory um did he earn it would you have done it um how do you kind of feel about uh the 76ers going forward chase i mean yeah they 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 didn't have a choice 